So I want to say a few words today about um, God helping us in what he commands us to do. Um, and I've been thinking about this to, for myself. I've had a lot, um, I've had a feeling I'm expected to do right now. That this week I've had a growing sensation that I'm not going to be able to do all the things I need to do. So, you know, I need to pack. I need to move. I need to write not one new course, but three completely new courses on topics I've never taught before. And, and am I going to get it all done? Well, as I was worrying about it this week, I then read this text from the Lord for this Sunday's Mass. And I remembered how I'm supposed to face all these things that I must be supposed to do, that he must be asking me to do, just as he asked, commanded that we keep his commandments. Well, he gives us a promise that makes it possible, the promise of his Holy Spirit. Now today's Gospel text is part of the account of what's called his farewell discourse. So at his last supper, before he went to die, he gave um, a long discourse. Um, he was going off to die, to die for love of them. And so these words, these farewell words are a kind of last will and testament, a farewell request. And what is his last request? Well, as we heard there, if you love me, keep my commandments. That he wants us to live what he's told us to live, what he's commanded us to live. That's important to remember because you know, we can sometimes think there's an attitude that, well, being Christian is just about being nice. There isn't any real content to it. Well, no, there is real content. The, the commandments about how to live. Whether it's the Ten Commandments, whether it's about married life or sex. There, there's a content to the gospel. But the heart of that content... What is the heart of his commandments? Well, we didn't hear it in the text today, but it's elsewhere in that farewell discourse. Love one another as I have loved you. That's what he's commanding. That's what he's giving as his farewell request. His last will and testament. And at the moment he gives that command... He also gives them the promise of the helper. That's what the word advocate means. So the simple point I'm making to you today is that although God asks things of us, sometimes difficult things, like commanding us to love, but he never fails to give us the capacity to do the things he asks us to do. And the clearest sign of that is the promise of his Holy Spirit, the promise of another helper.
So thinking of what that command to love looks like, well, the command to love, you know, sometimes it's difficult to love. And I know many of us, you know, if you're in the lockdown, if you're at home more than normal, it's possible to think, well, there's not much to do here. There's not much opportunity to love. The command to love doesn't mean anything if I'm by myself or just with one or two other people. Well, let's remember, you know, the, the beautiful hymn to love in 1 Corinthians 13, that St. Paul describes all the things that love is. Um, that love is patient. That in the midst of the lockdown, you know, many of us our patience is being tried, that we're bored with our own company, bored with doing the same things, bored with a more limited life. Well, love is patient. And if I'm going to live his command to love, then I need to accept this circumstance with patience. Then another epistle says, that love puts others before ourselves. Well, am I thinking of others in love in the midst of this lockdown? That I know many of us have real fear that the media is just, every time you turn on the TV, it's yet again telling us things to worry about. And it's possible to be absorbed by fear and worry. But fear isn't love. You know, perfect love casts out fear. Fear is thinking about the self. Love is thinking of others. So the command to love is a command, therefore, not to live in fear, but to live thinking of others. And a final example of that, to remember to pray for others. How do I express my love for others? Well, praying for them. That if I want to do good to my neighbor, I pray for him. And if in this lockdown context, even as it's for some people being lifted or partially lifted, we are seeing less people than we normally do. We're physically not near as many people as we were. But we can be spiritually remembering them, loving them by praying. So patient, thinking of others, in love, not in self, in fear, and praying for others. The way we're called to love is often expressed not in big things, but in small details. That I may be feeling I've got a, a big challenge coming up or a series of them. But actually it's the little things that show my love. It's the little things that determine within me, am I a man of love or not? And if love's tough, and love often is tough, well it's not, you know, none, I can't do it by my power, but I can with him, by his power, with the Holy Spirit he 
promised to send. So to sum that up, maybe the tedious small details of living in the lockdown have seemed too much for you this week. Maybe you've had some big crisis or some big problems or some big issues that week, this week that leave you quaking in fear about whether you can cope. Well, alone we can cope, but with him we can. So let's remember it's his last request. He asks us to love in all the small things and the big things in life. And although he asks much, it is possible because even though he asks much, he promises even more. Promises not a thing to help, not a thing outside of himself, but a thing equal to him, his very self, a share in the divinity that the Holy Spirit, to be the advocate, the help.